I'm Ebony K. Williams, attorney and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we dig deep into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down, going straight from gavel to your newsfeed. And every week, we keep it 100. Right, Dustin? That's right, E. Let's hold court. Jurors, what's up, y'all? Listen, y'all loved last week's best of so much that we're going to give you just a few more to close out the end of season two of Holden Court. Listen, this week we are revisiting a few more marriage and divorce headlines from the season because y'all know that information always bears repeating. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, so Drew Sedora has definitely filed for divorce from her husband, Ralph Pittman. This is uh, out of Real Housewives of Atlanta News. Uh, we know that the first part of that headline read differently. And yes. people were up in arms. Yeah. Because the, 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 the People magazine article said that Ralph filed for first. divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was real messy. So we'll get to that. And, and really why that's important for you. Uh, if, if you are listening, jurors, and you are thinking about contemplating divorce, we're going to zoom out on that one. Right. All right, let's start with uh, Drew Sidora and Ralph with this messy divorce. Uh, so let's talk about divorce filing. Yes. Number one question, does it matter who files first? The answer is it can. Mm. Now, I'm going to go through these facts for Drew and Ralph. And the, the, the answer around their filing order is it's not going to matter much at all because it was so close in time. Oh, okay. You know, why, okay. You know it's cute and it's maybe, you know, social media fodder to talk about, oh, she's, she filed a whole 61 minutes earlier, you know, so she filed first and they was running to the courthouse and the race memes and all that shit. But essentially, for a court's perspective, they filed at the same time. Okay. Because they filed, they literally filed at the same courthouse. Uh, on the same day. To, on the same day. In, within the same afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, Gwinnett County, shout out to them in Georgia. So that's important. So they both filed within uh, that afternoon on the 27th of February. Drew is saying many things. Uh, whew, let's look at, Ralph is saying this. They separated on the 19th. It looks like that's something they don't disagree upon. Ralph wants joint physical and legal custody. Those are two different things, by the way. Break it down real quick. Physical, of course, is what it sounds like, who the children are are staying with, okay. living with. Legal custody is stuff, Dustin, that lets you decide where they go to school. The decisions. The cho- decision making. The decision making. Okay. So he wants joint for both. Fine. I don't see that being a problem. And they got two kids, seven and five years old. Ralph says that Drew makes enough money from her TV show job to not need spousal support. I'm sure that's true. Uh, he does say that she's rolling in the Bravo dough, but claims that she hasn't made any financial contributions to their household throughout the majority of their partnership. Mm. That's a, mm, okay. How were they living? Because I still, do you know what Ralph does? Cheat. How are they allegedly? <laughs> allegedly. Uh, yeah, I don't, okay. That that one doesn't, the math not mathing on that. Ralph says he wants to maintain occupancy of his ownership, rather of his Porsche and his 2018 Cadillac. And then he wants, of course, Drew to take responsibility for her 2021 Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Okay. That all sounds standard, I will say, generally speaking. Now, let's talk about what Miss Sedora's saying. My, what, it's just funny to me that my mama calls her Drusilla. <laughs> and if you know that that from reference the, from, from, the stories. from Young and the Rest, yes, yes, from the from stories, stories, yes. I said, Mama, that woman's name is not Drusilla. <laughs> Her name is Drew Sedora. Yes. She be like, girl, you know what Drusilla. That was wasn't that Victoria Rowell's character. You know, mm-hmm. that was the legendary. Yeah, Victoria, Victoria Rowell. Yes, yes, ma'am. 
And now mama, mama done brought it back to life. Talking about she, Drewcilla. Drewcilla. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, shout out to Mama Gloria. <laughs> yes. Drew has said in her filing that Ralph is a serial cheater. This mm-hmm. is her allegation. And an adulterer who has, this is my favorite sentence in the whole filing, allowed his multiple paramours mm. to have direct contact and to flaunt his affairs. She's talking about them being able to DM her mm-hmm. and just essentially playing her face Rubbing about her, her face. husband. Your man's in my messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. And sending, you know, all kind of pictures, we'll <sighs> say. Okay. Drew also alleges that while married, she uh, was tempting, considering to file a temporary protective order huh? and take the children to Chicago where they could feel safe. So that's a different kind of allegation. Mm. Okay. But again, not uncommon, y'all. When, when people start talking about divorce and custody and support, it's not uncommon to start seeing these domestic, these undertones, mm-hmm. right? Because this, now personally, I don't like this kind of thing in a filing. Because to me, it's, it's like Monique say, say, say you're playing to get off the, off the up, school, yeah, y'all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keep it on the playground, rather. What happened? So, or, so yeah. I don't really want to hear about I almost filed a diss mm-hmm. and I almost felt unsafe. Either you felt unsafe and this is what you did about it or keep it on the playground. Mm-hmm. But, but here we go. Drew also alleges that Ralph was financially abusive. That part seems believable to me. Very much so. Uh, throughout their marriage. And that he recently withdrew a large sum of money from her bank account is the way it's phrased uh, in the complaint. The two have been married since 2014. So almost a 10 year marriage there. And they again have those two children. Reactions before we get to the zoom out. Not surprising if you watch the Real Housewives of Atlanta, the season. She's, she came on in season 13. Um, mm-hmm. So if you've been watching since then, it's not surprising. Their marriage has been had all sorts of problems and things happening that were since questionable. Since we met them as a couple. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not surprised. I just, to see it get to this point, because to me, this is like nasty at this point. Already. Yeah. F- from season one, I already told you I wouldn't be involved in no shit like, th- you know, you, that was you clean Episode it up. one, season <laughs> one. Keep it playing. So I'm not Dustin surprised. Ross. Yeah. I just, you know, I hate to see another black family going down the tubes, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm trying to find something, heavy. Ebony. Yeah, that hit heavy. <laughs> it, 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 I just had this glimpse of Mary J. You know, I'm going down. Ooh, okay, wow, shit. Because Ralph ain't around. Yeah, because okay. Ralph ain't around. He in Tampa. Didn't he go to Tampa that season? And we where still she didn't don't know, what? know. And we still don't know what happened in Tampa. Ain't too much to do in Tampa. Outside of going to the game, you go be on the pirate ship at the football game. Uh, Dustin, <laughs> stop. Okay, so zooming out. In, in in normal circumstances, who mat who files for divorce first can matter. Okay. And let me tell you how. The person that files first, and when I'm saying files first, I'm not talking about this little petty shit they do in 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about I filed a month ago mm-hmm. or I filed four months ago. Mm-hmm. So if there's a somebody that files first, they get the following in their advantage. They have a choice of which court and location. So if I'm filing and we're married, Dustin, and I decide I'm going to file first. And, you know, I'm just making this up. Let's say you live in, the, you know, Manhattan and I need to file in Staten Island because that's mm-hmm. why I've taken our two children to feel safe and refuge. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And now I have, I've compelled you to have to come to Staten mm-hmm. Island to fight this litigation with me. It establishes. It establishes jurisdiction. Yeah, okay. Exactly okay. right. Okay. It can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, and I think this is the most important part of filing first it also establishes positioning Mm. when you file first you are considered the petitioner Mm. and the person that responds because literally they are now the respondent to what you to what you filed now that probably will apply to drew and ralph it's just going to apply in a very 
semantics kind of way okay. because it was but but again more when there's more space in between the filing that can matter not not that it should right like it shouldn't matter if you're a petitioner or a respondent your facts are your facts your arguments are your arguments but there's something to be said for drawing first blood i totally get that you know it what i mean it communicates something it yeah. communicates something and and there's already there's already it's a, it's a reason why they do a coin toss mm-hmm. in in sports events right who's you know? going who first who hits the field first yeah who's able to put points on the board first can matter mm-hmm. hate to break it to y'all Okay, so the establishing of petitioner versus respondent is something that you get when you file first. You get to be the petitioner. You also get to control the timing, so to speak, to some extent, because you are initiating jurisdiction. You are initiating the timeline. So there's just more control that you get when you file first. This is another one. You get the first chance to file all of those temporary orders. And a lot of times they come alongside the filing for the divorce in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I'm filing for divorce. Oh, and I'm also, by the way, y'all on to ask for temporary spousal support, uh, custody of the children, child support temporarily, protective orders, as Drew kind of played with, yeah, looks like in this complaint. Yeah. All of that, the freezing of joint funds. Mm-hmm. All of that is under your purview when you file first. Mm-hmm. And then the respondent has to respond to those requests. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really about positioning. And the big one is what I said, the ability to, to draw first blood in all hearings and trial. Mm-hmm. You will go first. Just like in a criminal case, the district, the state, the prosecutor, they get to go first. And the defendant is put in the position of defending, yes. responding, secondary. Mm-hmm. That's what you're talking about. Okay. Now, from the Dustin Ross School of Keeping It Player, what you can be, jurors, is like Auntie E and her Mm ex-husband, who really kept it player. And we did something called filing jointly. Mm. A lot of people, we don't hear much about this. But if it's truly amicable, you can save yourselves a lot of time and a whole lot of money Mm -hmm. by filing jointly. Mm -hmm. One one joint proceeding, one joint filing, one joint order of divorce. Mm -hmm. My ex-husband and I were in and out in six months. I never even saw the inside of a courtroom. That's the way it should be. Yep. Well, we was broke, both broken when they have shit. Mm-hmm. So that did make it easy. And we mm-hmm. didn't have any children and we didn't own any property. So if you're in that type of situation, and even if you do have a little something, if y'all can come to those terms on your own mm-hmm. and say, Your Honor, we have decided this is irrevocably broken. We have decided she going to keep that. I'm going to keep this. Mm-hmm. The children going to do this. And this is what we've agreed to. Sign on the dotted line. File that fucking cl- uh, clerk stamp. Yep. Yep. And keep it cute. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Because all this messy back and forth nastiness, details being shared. I don't, and I, again, I just, I don't like a almost. Don't tell me that, that you thought about filing for a protective order. Right. Tell me you did or you did not. Or keep it out of my courtroom. Yeah. Wait till you, wait till this judge Ebony Oh, I can't wait, baby. I cannot <laughs> I don't wait. wait. Ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. I can see and hear you right now in my head presiding. Presiding. I cannot wait. Yeah. All rise. Okay. So that's there for them, too. So listen, jurors, if you or someone you know and love, <laughs> sound like a personal injury lawyer, uh, are, are call considering 1-800. Call, call 1-800-JOINT-FILING. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Uh, really, really think about the joint filing option if you can. Yeah, uh, it really is a, an ideal way to go, I would say. And if and if it's contested, which happens uh, more often than not, uh, you know, you you might want to go ahead and get get to the courthouse on time. Yep, go on and get down there and establish that positioning. Because otherwise, you're gonna be a respondent. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not the it's not the end of the world for Ralph or anybody that files second. It's just 
the ladies that wear pink and green say it's one rule. Mm. Be first, never second. Mm. You better talk your AKA shit, Ebony. I well, love Well, you know, it. I got my 08 You got the colors on. on, baby. Shout out to So Fresh and Greek. I hope to make this the last time we discuss this particular situation on holding court. But I don't I need fuck it. with Ray J. Well, you know, it's, let's, let's, tell me why. Because I feel like Ray J is a, a snake. I feel like he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. He plays this likable personality, mm-hmm. you know, as 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 much as you can can like a you know a person when you know as many things as you know about Ray Ray J and the choices that he's made, mm-hmm. right? But he, like I said, he plays to the camera. Um, he plays up this you know likable guy next door personality. And Brandy's then he goes, little brother, right. still Brandy's little Brandy's brother. Little brother. You, you a big forty some year old motherfucker, still and Brandy's little brother. He is right mm-hmm. in bed with them Trumps. And all of that, uh, the Trumps, Kanye West, say it. Um, these white nationalists, say it. Figures that talking heads that they've attached themselves to. He mm-hmm. is right in bed with all of them, right down there at Mar-a-Lago, right in all the dinners. There's photographic he's, evidence I was like, of he's all He's hiding of this. in plain sight. Yes, he's and, right there. And in the no one smiling. is holding him accountable. In the no one in the, in the culture really is holding him accountable. We are over here. We are over here. I'm so, so glad you said it um, first. Because uh, I was going to get to it, but I love that you bought it up. You, yeah. you you took first blood on that because Ray J is playing in our faces. Mm-hmm. Um, Floyd May- uh, Mayweather, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Ray J specifically, because I agree with you, I think the culture is more um, scrutinizing of Floyd around other issues. Mm-hmm. I think with Ray J, he does get this bubble protection. Mm-hmm. And I, do, I really do think it's as simple as him being Brandy's little brother. Me too, because who wants to be mean to Brandy? We don't want to be mean. We love, we love her Brandy. so much. She matters to us. She is important to the culture. Yes. But uh, first, you know, our first black Cinderella, mm-hmm. she's just so many things. Um, but Ray J is not Brandy. Mm-mm. And that's an important distinction. And he is down there in Mar-a-Lago. He is up in Trump's face. I believe we'll actually see him on this campaign trail. I do, too. And it's going to be. I hope we do, though. I hope we do see him on the campaign trail. You know, trail. I just had a thought. You know, so I was also covering this on The Grill with Ebony K. Williams. You can find that at 6 p.m. Check your local listings. How about um, that? How about that? We were talking about how Isaac Hayes third and the estate are suing Trump. Mm-hmm. Or they might be having to sue Trump for playing his daddy's song, mm-hmm. uh, Hold On, I'm Coming. Mm-hmm. I got a solution for Trump. Don't even worry about it. Just go ahead and start playing One Wish. <laughs> go ahead and play One Wish. If I had One Wish, it would be back in the White House. You know what my One house. Wish would be? Never, I'm not going to say you know that. What? It'd be quiet, but yeah. You yes. go ahead and start playing that One Wish, and don't worry about it. Wow. Well, it's just so, like I said, right. that for me, you're 100% right, <laughs> you know? Um, I, I, I Just for me, like, Ray J has lost all credibility. Mm-hmm. All you know, I'm completely. I'm. If you're paying attention, yeah. yeah. If you're paying attention to how Ray J is moving, it's actually a problem. But you know what? <laughs> I I believe that it will. When you let things play out, Dustin, it it all come to the light. Mm-hmm. He gonna he gonna he gonna do it to himself. He's not smart. Mm-hmm. Ray J's had some business success. You know, some sure. of his products have sold. You know, good for him. Even that, I'm looking at. Like, I, I love business success for Black people. I just. I would need to see the book. I would too, because I don't believe. <laughs> That's it. what I'm saying. I don't, there's I no would, trust. Like, yeah, I. So you, you, know. you know. So now, his current legal issue that we're discussing, hopefully for the last time on holding court today, is a family court matter. Mm-hmm. He has been. I mean, they've been going back and forth around separation and divorce. It feels like since they got married. Since they were introduced to us. <laughs> yes, she's a very cute young lady. Can you tell beautiful. me um, what she did? Was she was she a model? I'm not sure what she did. Um, I, I came I only to know, know of her, her in this context yeah, of her being with Ray J. Exactly. Okay. Same. 
I'm not saying I'm not minimizing. No, her, but no, I'm just, I was just I, I was know. curious. Yeah, you know, I don't, don't know. Know. you know, I don't be knowing. Yeah. So, um, so Ray J and Princess Love have been going back and forth around this marriage. It seems they have finally decided to officially and legally divorce. So, as we've talked about in holding court before, one of the ideal best quickest cheapest ways to secure a legal divorce is through a mediation Mm -hmm. okay um let me tell you the benefits number one you and your uh, estranged spouse share a legal representative Mm -hmm. that's the that's the key benefit so you're not paying two lawyers you're paying Mm -hmm. one i normally ideally um and that one legal individual is hired to remain objective for both people and help you split up all the things your home your equity your um Pensions, if that's at play, child custody, support, division of property, et cetera. Mediation allows there to be one fee around that. Um, it allows you to, to to come up with what we call a, a consent decree, mm-hmm. a consent where parties are in agreement around mm-hmm. this is what we agree to do. I'm not saying this is easy. It sounds kind of clear cut and simple. Sometimes mediations can take three months to a year mm-hmm. just trying to hammer out what that agreement could look like. Absolutely. But I would contest, Dustin Ross, that it is well worth it if you can make it happen under that way. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't, which Ray J and Princess Love apparently have not been able to do after many, many months of trying to do a mediation, they failed. They're conceding that they cannot come to terms in a mediation. So now they have to do what? Go to trial. Take that shit to trial. Take it to trial. And that's that's literal litigation. Damn. So now that's two lawyers. That is a million settings in court. So it's not just one day. This is pretrial. This is testimony. This, this, this. Rebuttal. All this shit. Um, and so now we're talking about probably millions of dollars for this divorce. Do you just think they're to, trying to, to see who's going to break first? Of course. Mm-hmm. Now that's what I was going to say. Now, the other side of that is I'm not saying just make any deal work in mediation for the sake of making a deal. Mm-hmm. There is a scenario where your estranged spouse is being so unwilling to make a reasonable mediation uh, agreement that you have no choice but to go to trial. And then to your point, typically what happens is a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Right before we go to court. Let's talk. Uh Uh-huh. You know, you know the game. And Uh that's exactly what it's going to play. Because you can't tell me that if they go to trial... After all of the shit that we saw Child, on Love and Hip Hop from him, depositions. all the footage, we we, we literally have footage yes. of him, you know, pushing her in a pool, like all kinds of stuff. It's about she Come claims on. prostitution that he was using. It's, it's just, that is not a deposition that Ray J ever wants to come to the light of day. And that all becomes public domain the minute you go to litigation. The minute. Princess, stay strong, baby, and just sit, sit this one out, ride it out. But lawyer up and yeah. ride this out. Lawyer up, ride it out, uh, let it play out. I do want to say this, um, mm-hmm. and this is not about Princess Love in particular, but the one thing, like you said, when I was literally introduced to who this woman was, mm-hmm. it was actually on her wedding day. Mm-hmm. It was the wedding photo, because I'm not um, really a loving hip-hop person. So mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about their backstory, but I knew that he was getting married, and I saw this gorgeous woman in this gorgeous dress. I will never forget her dress. I actually remember this dress very specifically. It is from the... Um, Lazaro Bridal Collection. Mm-hmm. You can probably get it at Kleinfields right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kleinfield. Yeah, bro. but it was a very beautiful, timeless dress. Um, and again, this is not about Princess Love specifically because I don't know anything about this young lady other than she is beautiful. Yes. But I just want to say this to all of our jurors. Some of y'all say you want to be married. You maybe think you want to be married. Some of y'all want the pictures. 
Some of y'all want the dress. Some of y'all want your Kleinfeld's moment. Maybe you want the ring. Maybe you want a beautiful cake. I don't say that from a place of judgment. I say that from a place of experience. On some level, if I'm being very honest with myself, Dustin Ross, I think that is what led me down the aisle the first time I got married. Mm-hmm. But let me tell y'all something, especially you younger jurors out there. Once you post the pictures on Instagram, and during my day it was Facebook, <laughs> tell you how old my ass is, and you get your likes and you get your comments and you get your DMs telling you how beautiful you look and how wonderful it is. Mm-hmm. Shortly after that, it's just going to be you and that motherfucker every day. Waking up, doing life, and going to sleep. I say this to say, do you want to be married? Do you seek marriage and all that comes with it, which can be a very beautiful thing, but almost by every account I've ever heard is a deeply challenging thing? And getting out of a marriage, Dustin Ross, is almost always a nightmare. So just think long and hard. Do you want marriage or do you want a A wedding? wedding? Yeah. Because we live in an exceptional time. We live in a time. You know, I still got my wedding dress from my second marriage. Mm -hmm. I mean, my second planned wedding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. It's right down for Riverside at the the storage. Mm -hmm. And it's a gorgeous... um, who made this one? My first one was a gorgeous. I'm sorry. You know, I've, I've always had an eye. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My first gown was a stunning blue label Amsale. Shout out mm-hmm. to Amsale. She's a beautiful um, mm-hmm. African uh, designer who passed not too long ago. That dress was gorgeous. I'd wear, I would wear that dress again. It mm-hmm. was, it, you know, I picked a dress that was timeless. Um, my second one, also timeless. This one is Reem Acra. Oh, yes. Love Reem Acra. Great Raw choices. Raw silk. Yes. Uses. Yes, yes. Let me tell you something. In a minute, don't be surprised when you come to your friend's birthday party. And you got the damn dress And I got that motherfucking dress on. A celebration is a celebration. Look at Ashley looked up, but Ashley Ashley laughing because she's, no, I'm very serious. A celebration is a celebration. It's a white dress, and I paid for it. Well, actually, truth be told, you know the T? Mm-hmm. He paid for it. As he should have. As he should have. Period. Well, thank you. Yeah. Parting gift. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might have that motherfucker on. <laughs> Why and not? And I don't, don't want to hear shit. Why not? Just get it cut up in the front so it's short in the front. Yeah, high, high, low, uh-huh. like, my, like my Oscar De La Renta uh-huh. gown uh-huh. in Bravo yep. Yes, Ebony. To show there you go. shoes off. There you go. Matter of fact, and we the are. shoes I wore to Bravo Con, shout out to Aquazura, are the wedding shoes. Wow. Mm-hmm. They were beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they'll be beautiful again when I wear it with this they motherfucker. They sure will. They sure will. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's that's the whole point of what we're talking about. Right. You, it's more than just a day. It's more than yes. just a ceremony. Yes. And oftentimes, you, you fuck around. Fuck around and find out. You yeah. end up in the same situation as Princess Love. Yeah. And so that's the thing. You know, I'm not saying she didn't, you know, love Ray J with all her heart and want that marriage to work. I'm so, so I'm certain yeah, that she did. They have children together. Yeah. But, but I'm just, this is just more broader. I'm zooming out. Mm-hmm. We love that. Yeah. Zoom out. Zoom out. Is it is what is it that you're really prioritizing? What is it that you're really seeking? Um, because especially in this Instagram era, Dustin, it is easy to get to a place. Like, here's one thing I've noticed, and I'm sure you've noticed this too. Like, 
you got your show on Revolt Bet on Black. Um, I got the Gria. You know, we have these milestones in life, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody could buy a house. Somebody could, you know, survive cancer. Mm-hmm. Somebody could do it. But nothing on social media ever gets the likes, comments, and feedback that engagements, weddings, and baby announcements yeah. make. You know nothing, what I'm saying? Nothing. I could cure cancer, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "That's nice, bitch." They but scroll right on by. <laughs> yeah, but if you got engaged, Ebony oh was engaged. The photos. Oh my, oh god. my god! The buzz. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Telling too. Telling. So it's just something to think about. Yeah, something before you walk down that, before you jump the broom, before you jump the broom, make sure you sweep around your own front door <laughs> and get in them corners. Okay, get that angle brush. Get them, okay, you better get that angle and, and lift it up and get in there. Okay, listen, get the cobwebs That's out. That's what you got to do. Kim Zosiak and Croy Beerman. You know, we don't do a lot of stories that center whiteness on this show. I thought you said white mess. Still <laughs> <a> white mess. <laughs> I thought. You- <laughs> Because that's what this is. This, this some is white a white mess, mess. For real. And am <laughs> I entertained? Absolutely. Highly. Go ahead. So Kim and Croy. It's not white mess. Oh, God. We, I'm going to see if we can get away with naming this um, mm-hmm. episode. White mess. Probably not, but I'm going to try it anyway. <laughs> um, so Kim and Croy, breaking news, are not going to work out. Um, I think many of us, I at least saw this coming for sure. When they first, when she was first commenting about his... Uh, his rear end That's, on the show. I remember back from that dance, uh, dance competition. Yeah. yeah, I said when this cash flow run out, baby. So is she. Kim is out the door. We saw the writing on the wall. I remember in the and then we'll get to the story because yeah. I ain't trying to interrupt your flow. Mm-mm. But I remember in that season four reunion when Andy asked Kim, Kim, I, I feel like you guys are spending all your money. He said that to her. He sure did. He said it to her I back that. then. Yes. So there is a that was season four. four. They're on like 15. what fifteen now, right? Woo, baby. So y'all remember? Uh, he was a long time ago an NFL linebacker, Corey Beerman. I think he played for the uh, Falcons for a minute. Yeah. Anyways, he admitted um, him and Kim are now going through a divorce. It's very public. Now he Croy admitted that he is staying under the same roof as his estranged wife Kim Zosiak because he's too financially strapped to live elsewhere, and I believe that. Honest. Yeah. Now let's move on. The couple, I think they have both uh, on different occasions called the police several times during volatile disputes that have happened in front of their children. They got a bunch. What they got six between the yeah, two of them? Four together, and then she had two daughters previously that he adopted. Oh, he did yeah. adopt those two young, and they're grown women now. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they do still have like four that are school age. School age, under 10, four under 10. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's young. Uh, The police report also shows how the estranged couple seems to either be struggling to survive, wow, or they are engaged in penny-pinching brawls. So what people are, what the cops at least are are doing here, which is interesting, is they are. It's not funny, but but penny-pinching brawls is funny. That's a funny phrase, right. Uh, essentially, law enforcement is saying in the police reports, because they, this must be what they are getting from Kim and Croy. For sure. That the fighting, the violence, and that part's serious, right, is a result of the cash strap situation. And by the way, that's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Which is another reason I need the owner. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> they're no, no. they going to learn. They, 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 they gonna I'm going to keep, I'm a keep yeah. it about them right yep. now. But, yep. but here we go. Some of us. No, because be we know. Damn, but go Look, ahead. Because <laughs> you've, seen, when you've seen like I've seen. Let me keep. Let me get it back over here to the white mess. Um, <laughs> that these penny pinching brawls 
uh, are around one of them wanting to liquidate certain assets, one of them not, uh, all of this shit. All of it's going to be, of course, handled in divorce court soon. But they are really literally fighting hand over fist around how to divvy up these little bit of assets they got left. It's very sad. Police also responded to their Milton, Georgia home on May 4th after the Real Housewives of Atlanta star called 911 to report, oh, this is a damn shame, um, to report that Croy had taken her designer purses and pieces of jewelry. She estimates the worth of those items to be 175000 along with her passport and locked them all inside of the basement of the home. Now, this is a separate report. Uh, I know I saw that Kim was online, and I think this was verified that she was selling some of her more popular wigs for mm-hmm. like $2,500 apiece. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the responding officer had this to say in the report. This is what the officer said, y'all. I met with Croy, who stated that he believed that the purses and jewelry were, ma- were marital property. He might have a point there. Put a pin in it. Croy explained that he took several purses because he planned to liquidate them to help offset some of the debt. Uh, Radar Online first responded that Kim and Croy filed dueling divorce petitions. So similar to uh, Drew and. Yeah. When they was racing to the courthouse. They had to race uh, Drew and yeah. what's his name? Ralph. Ralph. Trez Van. No, just explain. Not Because <laughs> um, yeah, it's sensitivity. Okay. <laughs> don't even get me started on that, man. Because, uh, uh, you know, I knew him in L.A. before. We'll talk. We'll talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wait till these mics go down. (laughs) Anyway, filed dueling divorce petitions on May 8th, asking the court to award, uh, they both want primary custody of their four minor minor children, and they both want child support, and they both want spousal support. So this is a situation where, so much to say. I'm going to start with this. Kim called herself i believe i don't know kim but i believe that she really thought she was marrying up Mm -hmm. i believe she thought she was marrying um someone who would be the dominant financial provider only to find out now i don't know why she would think such a thing because we all know they call it the nfl for a reason Mm -hmm. we all know it's not for long not for long to be fair croy had a longer much longer career than most yeah um but when you are Here's what we also know about money and wealth at the, at our big ages, Dustin. It's not even about how much income you're bringing in because they both separately made plenty of money. And they certainly made plenty of money together. I was talking about this to Mama Glory because she was so confused. She's like, because I know she made money on uh, Tardy for the Party. Um, mm-hmm. Her the spinoff show. on Bravo that went and eight she, seasons, I believe. Yes, I was yeah. going to say. So even if we lowball that, let's just lowball it and say she only made six fifty a season. Mm-hmm. Eight seasons, and then I know she was. I know you left Atlanta Housewives making close to a million. Mm-hmm. Like Kim has made no less than four million dollars, like minimum, probably more. And that's just reality TV checks. That's not. I think she was on Dancing with the Stars or something. Whatever. Right. <laughs> Y'all should see Dustin's face right now. He's because giving that's nothing. Just, okay. You know. But anyway. But 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 you know, just if we're just there doing have been accounting. opportunities for her to. Be in a better financial position than she's in. Okay. P- to say it mildly, That's right? It. Yeah. I'm just going to say, like, you, ma- you made at least $4 million by my eyeball test. Mm-hmm. Minimum. Mm-hmm. Croy, you probably made 25 mm-hmm. at least, you know? So between the two of y'all, we're talking about at least $30 million between the two of yep. you. Probably much more. So my mother's question is, how in the world are they broke now? Mm-hmm. But to your point, let's go back season four when Andy Cohen says y'all are... It don't matter how much you make. It matters how much you spend. That's right. So when you are trying to spend 
on par with, and a lot of NFL players do this, um, you are second string, maybe third string. You might even, you might, whatever. Um, but you're trying to spin like Lamar Jackson. It's just, it's, it's not balanced. You know yeah, you're trying to spin. Work. You're, you're spinning like, uh, <laughs> you know, what's your boy? Um, Jalen Hurts, you know, right, you're spending, right. you're spending like you're making two hundred million dollars on your contract when your contract might be six million with, you know, a nine back end if you don't get hurt. So that's the problem. Kim really thought that, she, and, and some w- women do this. I think Gabrielle Union would say that she did this in her first marriage, where you give married to. And he also was an NFL player, right? Right. You you give married to these men, presuming that they are going to be the financial provider and that you will get to play the part of defen- de- dependent. Excuse me, I did say defended. That was Freudian slip. Well, I mean, you're gonna become a defendant in a minute. <laughs> Fucked around and became a defendant. Yeah. First you was a dependent and now you're a defendant. Yeah, man, you're gonna be wearing the pins once they get through <laughs> the shit you going through. You know what I'm saying? Like this is crazy. No, but this is something that I'm, I'm talking to the women right now, Dustin. Y'all, y'all need to really look at this for all of the jokes and, and laughter. This right. is a serious issue because yeah. women that make some money and that some some significant money, you marry men that you think are so far ahead of you financially when they're really not that mm-hmm. far, if at any, and then you end up fucking around and becoming th- their financial peer. And then you're mad about it. Resentment. That's you what resent Kim, so that's much. why if indeed the allegation is true yeah. and Kim did punch him, mm-hmm. that's what that punch was about. Yes. It was about you were supposed to be the breadwinner. Yeah. You were supposed to be the rich one. I was supposed to have married the pro athlete that was going to take care of me. And now here we are selling my wigs and Birkins. And, it's and, no I'm, mad, and I'm mad about it. And it's nobody's fault but their own. Oh, it's because nobody's just fault. just like you said earlier, yeah. this speaks directly into the mediocrity of it all. This, this speaks Hashtag directly into, into yep. the laziness of it all. Absolutely. The entitlement of it all. The lack of foresight of it all. My God. Ebony, I'm telling you right now, if I get rich, I'm going to be rich for the rest of my life. That part. I have no doubt. It's, and it's going to be a when you get rich, when. by the way. I'm going to be rich for the rest of my life Absolutely. because you cannot, it's, I, it just. Well, particularly these people that make the money with these fleeting skill sets. I mean, and let, let, let's talk about that, too. Because what can Kim do? Well, that's the problem is you, your wealth was based off of a moment in time in history. Mm-hmm. Let's just be very honest about it. You don't mm-hmm. have any actual skill set. You cannot sing, as been proven, mm-hmm. and you cannot act. Mm-hmm. You don't have a skill set. You had what you and Nene together actually created, which was really magic for a moment. Thank you. And what we have seen, and trust me, I know about this better than most. I have firsthand experience. Is that that cultural moment of women acting badly at their big ages has really overstayed its welcome. Mm-hmm. Let's People just, I mean, and the that. ratings reflect that. Yep. Look at Atlanta Housewives ratings. And I don't think, I think that's a good cast. It it's is. not about the yep. cast. Almost, but it is. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, it's a relatively good cast. Yes. There's been much worse cast with better ratings. Yep. That's what we do Absolutely, know. Ebony. Let's just say that plainly. Absolutely. So it's not just the, oh, it's the cast. It is the fact that, and nobody wants to admit this, but I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. The reality is that formulation of 
you know, antic based, spectacle based mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. at their big 40 plus, 50 plus, 60 plus in some franchise mm-hmm. ages mm-hmm. acting a shitty mess and being messy and gossipy with one another and their husbands and their marriages had its moment. Mm-hmm. It was a very big, long moment. Mm-hmm. It was over 10 years of a moment. It was an enjoyable moment. It was a culture changing phenomenal moment for sure that many among us myself at the top of the line enjoyed mm-hmm. and impacted to. and yeah, yeah. It, it, you know we, we we continue to uh who gonna check me boo yeah i mean that stuff will live in infamy forever yeah but the the sad reality for some is that the moment has come and the moment has is is, is waning and for some of it but for some of you the moment is absolutely gone Okay, and, and and I know that's a hard pill to swallow because you you now have to, to to suffer the bitter truth of what we were talking about on the previous week's episode. Yeah. You lacked a skill set in the first place. Yeah. Okay. So I was reading this thing to your point of being getting rich and staying rich forever. I have no doubt that's going to be the case for you. And I know for damn sure it's gonna be the case with myself. Come on. But but in the instance that it would not be, just because anything could happen, mm-hmm. theoretically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I heard an interview with Mark Cuban where he talked about what if he lost everything. And he said, and I actually believed him, and I do believe him. He said, well, it would suck like ass, but I'm not overly worried because the same skill set. He says, I am a salesman. And no, until God takes my ability to sell away from me, just like I made that first billion, I'll make it again. And in that case, it's true. You know, so when you have a skill set, you don't you're not worried in the same way. Now, let's go to Croy's dumbass. So you made your wealth like many in your industry off of your athleticism. And that's a wonderful thing. And God bless all the people gifted with athletic ability. But what you have to know, much like a model, much like, you know, other traits, that is a depreciable skill set on for its sure. face. Yep. But father time waits for no man, woman, or they. Okay? So therefore, Croy, you knew at some point your earning ability would deteriorate like all other professional athletes. Yep. That's why they're talking about LeBron right now. Yep, yep. You know? So your inability to be long-sighted around what additional skill set are you acquiring, and this is where, for all of her problematic, many, many, many behaviors, the one thing I really have to respect about Tyra Banks is that this was a woman who understood this face and this body got a shelf life. Yeah. And so, therefore, if I want to have the kind of wealth and lifestyle and in cultural impact that I really want to have for duration— I have to develop an additional skill set. Candy Burris. Oh, my God. Candy is Candy a, Burris is, is a case, case in point. Come on. You Already know, saw but, success as, a, as, a, as, as an artist. artist. Flip that, dribble that ball right into long-term success. And, and has done it a few times. Many when, when avenues. You look at Candy. Right. I mean, you saw it with uh, the Candy Coated Nights. Um, yeah. The content. Yep. She turned that into a commercial product. Yes, she did. And now she is literally one of the most preeminent producers mm-hmm. of Broadway content mm-hmm. of a generation. Mm-hmm. You know, so it goes back to skills, y'all. So because Kim and Croy had, uh, what do you call it? Um, depreciating skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find themselves in this white mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. This is a, this is a white mess. Now, and then I'm going to say this and we're going to move on from these two. Um, let's talk about the fact that they are cohabitating. Now, Croy is saying, I'm here because I can't afford to be anywhere else. And I believe that to be true. But I was talking to a friend of mine. He's getting a divorce. 
and, or he claims. Anyway. <laughs> I'll just be telling too much truth out here, but you know how motherfuckers be talking. Sure. Talking that shit, uh, yeah, you've been getting divorced for uh-huh, two years. Uh-huh, okay. okay. Yeah. Anyways, go get me some Skittles. Okay. Um, <laughs> claim, claim he getting a divorce. But, um, <laughs> and so I'm like, well, why don't you move out or why don't you do this? Because he's, he's just, promise you, he's just my friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he made a good point, actually, that his lawyer brought up to him. I said, nah, nah, it's, it's been a while since I practiced family law. That's a good point. And I want to put it on the show for jurors to listen to. He, she, or they mm-hmm. who voluntarily leaves the house does do something to their legal right of residence when it comes time for that uh, equitable distribution of the marital property. Yeah. Said another way. If you pack your shit up and you leave that house willingly, the judge is more likely to presume that you can be all right without that house because you've shown that you've availed yourself away from the premises. And if there is a a property dispute over rights to that particular marital home, the person that's in the house likely prevails. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Hence the War of the Roses, mm-hmm. if, if you're of a certain age. You remember that film. You remember film. that film, which was, yeah. I, I, I watch it from time to time just to remember the stakes. For real. <laughs> okay. For real, for real. Because that was the whole point. And they were both, you know, they were rich. Yep. So it wasn't a we can't leave. It's a, sometimes that's a choice, Dustin. Yeah. Like, nah, you leave. And, and and sometimes that works. But sometimes as we, it, it led to death <laughs> in War of the Roses. And right now with Kim and Croy, we're seeing alleged punches and abuse so sometimes that house isn't worth it mm-hmm. is what I would offer that. Sometimes that house is simply not worth it. And you need to figure out where you can lay your head, whether it's your mama house, your friend's house, your grown ass children's house, you know, until you can figure that thing out. Because the property will come and go. Your health, your well-being, that's a finite thing. So that's all I got to say about them. That's that. That's definitely all I have to say about them. Good. God bless. Godspeed. I God hope they speed. figure it all out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But Do you think everybody's speculating? You think Kim is going to be back on Atlanta Housewives? I think that's just such a, a lazy solution to all of this. I don't care. You know what she needs to do? Take her ass to Zeus. Because mm-hmm. Zeus is going to show all this shit. Mm-hmm. Zeus is going to show her and Croy mm-hmm. fighting in that house. Totally. Zeus is going to show what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So They're going to have that night cam. They're going to have all of that. <laughs> I, while I while I, I love the idea, you know what I'm saying, of her returning to the house, take that shit to Zeus so uh-huh. we can see what's really going on over and there in Milton, Georgia. And then she could probably get a, get a better um, cut. That's it. She, you know, you'll be an executive producer and, and do your, do some real you content. Do your thing. That's where, that's where To me, that's alignment. You know, she's perfect. Well, brand-wise. She's a perfect fit for Zeus. Take that to Zeus. They need the diversity anyway. Some some of y'all understood exactly what he just said. In that that's right. And some of you didn't. And shout out to okay. Zeus. Shout out to Zeus. Mm-hmm. This man in Spain. So this is uh, in the country of Espanol. Okay. Um, over in Europe. A Spanish woman by the name of Ivana Morale. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's now going to get uh, 215000 And she's going to get it in payments so she can manage it. Okay. Which I like. Some people Stability. need a pay. Some people need a payment plan. That's right. She's getting a monthly payment of about five hundred and twenty-eight dollars for a very long time, and this is this is going to be her divorce settlement D from her divorce from twenty twenty. Uh, we're getting this from iNews in a Spanish language paper, El País. Uh, a judge in Spain based the amount on what would have been the minimum monthly wage, which is again that's how he got that 
$528 number mm-hmm. for her 25 years of service within her marriage. Now, someone said, yeah, what kind of service? Well, Miss Morrell says she was doing all the work of the house and the home. She says that she was pe- taking care of her two children. She's also got a separate um, child support payment coming, but I want to focus on the spousal support. Right. Of course, her husband will appeal, but in the meantime, she's going to get that 528. And she says that she exclusively handled the couple's housework during the marriage. Quote, her exclusive dedication to the home and family while her ex-husband accumulated and exponentially increased his assets. And that's the good old-fashioned old-school argument, right? That while I put my career on hold for whatever reasons, whatever wealth-building mechanism I could have executed during the marriage, I forwent that Mm -hmm. in lieu of supporting this man to go out into the world, and he's building assets, and he's building wealth. And in her case... Uh, a rookie mistake on her part. That's unfortunate, but but people do this. All the assets are in his name. We just got through talking about this. Yep. You know, he Where's built, Miranda when you need her? Where's right? Miranda when you need her? Where's Miranda Hobbs? Where's Miranda to read you your rights? These, these are real Miranda rights. These are the need. Miranda okay. rights. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me tell you something. Do you understand? Nod yes and say, uh, okay. I need an affirmative. That's right. Okay. He's building gym businesses. He's uh, living this affluent life. All of the property y'all have acquired as a couple are in his name only. And see, depending on where you are in the world, you know, this is a, you know, this is a holding court goes global. Yes, it does. Okay. (laughs) Where you are in the world, everywhere in the world does not subscribe to some of these domestic presumptions. Yeah, 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 where... uh, we, We presume community property. So although maybe he made the money certain jurisdictions here in America will automatically presume you to be a 50% partner in that and will automatically give you half of that based off of presumptions of marital community. Mm. What we do know, Dustin, is not every state in America even identifies and uh, respects community property arguments. No, no, it's state by state. It's state by state. So we know once we we hop across that pond, it's a whole different scenario. So, be, so, again, this is why Dustin ends to show y'all every episode we read your terms and conditions. Understand the consequences, the legal consequences of what happens when my marital spouse, and this is gender neutral, this is a she, he, or they situation. Mm-hmm. When that individual, whoever they may be, decide, elects to put all marital assets in a singular name. That can have a dire consequence, which is why this judge says, I'm going I'm I'm to run the math to say you get. And first of all, the fact that he's the judge only awards her minimum wage, I think is telling. Right. It's not great. I don't especially not for the kind of labor that she said she was doing. You shouldn't be getting minimum wage and you got to live with the motherfucker on top of that. Right. It's one thing and if you d- just at work. Correct. You know, yeah. And also your hours. What kind of hours are we talking about? I'm, I'm 24. Sh- that's it. <laughs> A 24-hour shift. That's and it. And guess how often you work in it? Seven days a week. Seven days a week, 365. So come on now. So to me, actually, I, people were saying, you know, oh, my God, that's amazing. That, that ain't shit. I thought it was low. I thought it's very, it's giving very low ball. I did the math, and then I went, kept reading and saw how y'all had already did the math for it. So I was like, well, damn, that's how much it was. Yeah, I knew it wasn't shit. It. Yeah. It wasn't shit. No, it wasn't shit. Um, she goes on to say, this was an abuse to be completely exclu- excluded financially by my ex-husband with nothing left after my marriage ended. So me and my daughters are left with nothing after all these years of putting all my time, energy, and love in the family. Mm, mm, mm. That's sad, but it's it worked sad. out. 
I'm glad she's getting something. But again, I think the number is really low. She says, I was supporting my husband in his work and in the family as a mother and, and a father. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I was never allowed to access his financial affairs. Everything was in his name. You know, again, this is um, this is an old story. People are getting sick of the bullshit, though. You know what I mean? That's they're it. not just walking away from these relationships anymore. Like, people are now, they're not allowing the more mm-hmm. wealthy person to just leave, you know, and play in their face. Scott free. Yeah. Okay. And play in their damn face. That's it. People are speaking up now. This feels a little bit different than the other case we talked about with Tiger Woods, right? This is Indeed. different. This, this is woman very different. deserves this. This is for all her years and fears and her tears. Okay. And she was actually legally married, not for nothing. Big. Well, that's a huge, big factual difference, difference yeah. in the court of law. You're legally married. You have two children with this man. He. Li- that's also different, right? Tiger Woods was Tiger Woods when you met him, uh, Erica, sis. Okay. So he was not wealth. Now his wealth might have increased during your relationship and that's all you're going to have privy to. And it had nothing to do with you. He was already up. Correct. This is different with this young, this young lady in Spain. This man was Joe Schmo who, and then because of her commitment to the house and home, I'm sure her make, making meals, making them comfortable, folding them sheets and Mm -hmm. shit, fluffing them pillows. You're able to go out into the world, sir, and build this lucrative gym business. Mm-hmm. So there is a presumed partnership. See, this is this is the basis of it all. You know, anybody that was in their right. feelings right. about McKenzie getting all that money. Right. Don't be. Don't, because she earned that. She earned every cent. That was a collaborative effort. Amazon was born in their garage. And you can't, even Jeff, by his own admission, talks about the importance of McKenzie. You mean to tell me, you know, McKenzie was, um, um, mentored by Toni Morrison at Princeton. Really? Yeah, I'll be fucking with McKenzie low, on the low low. I mean, it's not really on the low at all. It's very high key. I didn't know um, that at yeah, all. Yeah, wow. that's why she gives a lot of money. Uh, when she first got that settlement, she gave a ton of money to HBCUs. She gives a ton of money to, I mean, she gives a ton of money to everything. I mean, that that's what you get to do when you got about $600 billion When you got a ton of money to be given. That's okay? it. But she, she makes it her business, Dustin, to give a ton of money to black-centric spaces mm-hmm. due to her, unfortunately, unique consciousness of black need and black contribution to this yeah. world. Do when you're mentored by the Toni Morrison, come on, on the campus of Princeton University, come on, you know a little bit about the good news about what being black in America. That's today. right. Um, so I love that McKenzie got every motherfucking dime and she deserved it. And again, this Princeton educated woman, you think she had nothing to do with the foundational development of Amazon as we know it? Good luck with that. That's it. She. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. <laughs> you are crazy. I am. But you're right. I am crazy. You're that's 100% true. right, facts. though. Like, that is literally. The long and short of it. <laughs> the that w- emphasis on the long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the money. Okay. Run me my money. So, yeah, I love it. Um, I'm very glad for this woman. If anything, I, th- I think that the, the dollar amount is low. And, and, and again, uh, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary individuals, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's anything wrong with being a house husband, partner, whatever. You might want to get your paperwork in order. To say that this is an agreed upon emphasis on agreed upon contribution mm-hmm. of equal value 
emphasis on equal value. And in the case of dissolution of this, you get this, I get this. That That is the whole point of a prenup. Simplify everything. That's it. Because everybody's, everybody's not going to keep a player. Everybody does not read from the good book of Dustin no, Ross. They don't. And that's why you need to have these protections in place. That's it. And, and you can't depend on a judge to be in your face. You know, this, this woman in Spain got a favorable ruling from this particular judge. If, imagine if she had run up on a judge who felt like he, he or she or they got taken advantage of in their own divorce. Mm-hmm. It was like, fuck you, bitch. You ain't getting shit. Mm-hmm. Could have easily happened. Very easily happened. People have strong, as they should, feelings attached to that experience. That's it. Somebody taking, you know, and their, from their POV, taking your shit, mm-hmm. what you've earned or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a bitterness that lives there and a vitriol and that a vitriol never goes away. And a, and a resentment mm-hmm. and, a, and a need to take that out yeah. on other people. So, you know, judge's discretion is a delicate thing. So, you know, but for this particular judge's discretion to even give her that 215. And again, 215 over 20 years ain't, ain't really shit. shit. Yeah. So y'all, y'all go, y'all go learn one day. Get your paperwork in order. And keep it that way. And refresh them papers. As you refresh that relationship, because things change. Yeah, I mean, look at some of y'all's favorite reality stars. I'm gonna leave it right there. Did you really say that? <laughs> you know I did. And again, people better be so glad I say less than what I know. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know I love it when this side, because this this capital E. That's right it. Here, I like and it. I don't really be showing that uh-uh. side too much. I like it when capital E jump out a little bit. But okay. you know, you know she in there. That's right. Hmm. All right. So I'm going to leave it right there. Okay. With the capital E. There's really nowhere else for it to go because that just is what it is, what you just said. And those that know, know. No. All right. If you know, you definitely know. Y'all join us again. That's going to be the dismissal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to get my gavel up <laughs> well, in You need month. a gavel. Uh, yes. That's the dismissal for this week's session. That's right. In the meantime, stay safe. Keep the faith. And this is a real good one for this week's show. If there ever was a week <laughs> for you to put your pupils on them terms and conditions. <laughs> This is it. Read your terms and conditions, please. The pupil and the iris. Okay, and the iris, because that's a very important part, okay? You need the totality of the eye. You need the totality of the optics on this one. On your terms and conditions, okay? All right, there y'all go. Enough good legal info for y'all to chew on, whether you're single, engaged, married, divorced, or other. One other thing. Get familiar with good lawyers, okay? Because you never know when you're going to need one. And whether you're thinking about, you know somebody else joining your life or anything like that, it's always good to have a really good attorney a phone call away. All right, y'all. In the meantime, stay safe. Keep the faith. Put your sunscreen on. It's still summer outside. And in the famous words of Dustin Ross, read your terms and conditions. Holden Court is an Interval Presents original production from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media. Executive producer and host, Ebony K. Williams. Co-host and producer, Dustin Ross. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Produced, of course, by Ashley J. Hobbs. Editing, sound design, and mix by Stephanie Morell. Original music by Epidemic Sound. Video editing by Kaysen Alexander and Courtney Deans. Consultant, Carla Wilmaris. Special thanks to operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy, Ellen Swag, and marketing lead, Samira Still. 